guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we are confronted with the incurably insane and a mystery, because we're talking about Asylum. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> where in the hell are we? your opinion i'll beat it out of you this whole thing has turned into a theatrical mockery you understand that mike stop eating my sesame cake i'm so sure just look like you like me and let's stand on no wolfman's got nard you know that's just like uh your opinion man what did i say no jelly roll i get older they stay the same age. you can't piss on hospitality i won't allow it okay Hey guys, thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it. Do us a favor, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. If you do, we will give you a shout out at the end of the show. We got one to do. Shout, shout out. out. So make sure you stick around for that. Also, head over to cultfilmandreview.com. Make sure you put in your request for a film for us to review. Who knows? It could end up, uh, you know, being picked just like tonight. <laughs> because we're keeping fan pick February going. This is the last one. Is it? Final fan pick. Final fan. Wow. I like, I like to think that all of our February. picks are fan picks yeah. because it's what our fans want. That's true. That's what I like to think. You're right. You're right. Uh, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbright. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salusio. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Also, guys, don't forget that we will be at uh, Film Bar on March 15th to show uh, Pink Flamingos. They can get tickets where, Chris? Thefilmbarphx.com. <laughs> That's right. Get your tickets now because that I think that one's going to be a sellout. I'm going to be honest with you. I think so. Because we're doing Pink Flamingos. It's quite a spectacle. You think that's going to sell it out? Yeah. I, did, I do think it's going to sell it out. I think people want to see that on the big screen. I'm ready. All right. <laughs> I'm ready for a sellout. I'm ready to see what people want to see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, though, we are talking about the movie a movie Asylum. came out in 1972. It was directed by Roy Ward Baker. Uh, do not know anything else besides that it has a 60% on Rotten Tomatoes and was filmed in the UK. 1972 came out. Yeah, uh, yeah, we already said that. Oh, sorry, but he knows he knows the budget, nothing else. Anything else? No, can't can't get it. This is a fan pick, Kyle. Who was this picked by? This is uh, Lawton Bavon. Okay, uh, and uh, they requested the film, and what they had to say was it was written by Robert Block, the same guy who wrote Psycho. Uh, some of the plot makes no sense, and the ending is sort of campy, but overall, it is pretty memorable in some parts. And Byron is super fucking creepy. <laughs> There's a Luke, uh, lukewarm feeling he has on this, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He's got a campy ending, pretty memorable. Only in some parts, though. <laughs> <laughs> kind of true. Did he give a rating? Um, uh, or should we get to that at the end? Get to the end. Okay. At the end, Chris. Who does ratings at the beginning? Ooh. Oh, what, my Is God. this madness? Chris really wants to end this show. It's like he's in the asylum himself. <laughs> All right, do, do, we talk, do we talk about it already? Are we done with the film? Uh, <laughs> what now, year is it? Had anyone heard about Asylum before this? Or is this a first time watch for everyone? First time. First time. Yep. First time. First time for me, too. I've never heard of this before, either. I've Ooh. never never heard of this. Not even talked about in the... It's an anthology film. Um, and I've never heard it talked about with any other anthology films. Didn't know that's what we were getting into. Actually, had no, had idea. no idea. No, and the uh, only thing I'd heard about it was there was the guy who wrote Psycho. Was like that's the only thing because it's I on knew the about. poster. 
<laughs> well, because you read it on the poster. That's all I ever heard about it. Was, it was written. I heard about it uh, a week ago. <laughs> I never heard about it. Was that it was a film called Asylum? <laughs> when it was recommended on the show, yeah. When, yeah. <laughs> when Lawton told us in his description. Yeah. No. Um, reading the description, I, went, I wanted to pull it up. Reading the description of this film on what we had makes it sound like a completely different movie. Yeah, yeah. On the Plex, the uh, the description, it just says a guy uh, is interviewing for a job at a psych ward and has to pick... He's given a challenge, I guess, to to interview these people. And I'm like, okay, that could get interesting. And nowhere did it say, this anthology film follows a psychology... Yeah, Whatever. It's just like, okay. Well, you know what, though? Like, concept-wise, I gotta give it. it. Like, it sounds cool. I would say we've talked about this a lot because we've done anthologies quite a bit recently. Yeah. Um, we've talked about anthologies that try to stitch their stories together. This one I feel like has done it the best so far. I, you know what? Wow. I'm just coming right out. Damn. Well, uh, well come on. Give, hey. it a f- give it a five, Kyle. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's... I guess we can read his review now, Kyle. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> it's a compliment sandwich. I'll say one thing nice. I'll say a bunch of <laughs> shitty stuff in the middle, and then maybe I'll end with something okay. Maybe, maybe you'll end with a bottom slice of bread. <laughs> or yeah. a soggy bottom slice uh, of bread. Who yeah. Knows? Who knows? <laughs> Slightly shitty slice of bread. I mean, we touched on it a little bit here, but I guess it's time for applause with Mike. Sure. Why not? Dr. Martin, he arrives at, a, at the uh, insane asylum, I guess, looking for a job. And uh, the guy's like, sure, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you an interview. I, the doctor, I guess the head doctor, is now my patient. He's gone insane. And I need you to figure out which one it is. So go down into the lower depths of the asylum, upper Depths. Is it the upper? It's, it's the upstairs. upper. It's, yeah, it's up. It's the upper depths. Go, go to the upper depths. <laughs> <laughs> the asylum. And uh, I want you to meet all the uh, the crazies and uh, try to find out which one is a doctor, whatever his name is. Willis, I don't know. His name. Byron? <laughs> but, no. 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 Dr. No. Star. Dr. Star? Star. That's right. Dr. Sick Star. Sick ass name. Oh, yeah. Dude, and uh, so he gets there. There's this. Uh, here's the. Uh, what would you call him? The. The He's orderly. an orderly. Orderly? That would Is that be, what they call them? That was his actual title in the film. He oh, was okay. orderly. Well, then, an orderly. He's an orderly, and he's like, all right, I'm going to show you a wall. And he opens up each cell, and as uh, Dr. Martin starts interviewing these patients, it tells the story of how they went insane, or at least from their perspective. And yeah. uh, that's where the anthology part comes in. For every yeah. interrogation that they do uh, is a new uh, horror film that they present. So, yes. a plot around other plots. And these are all short stories from um, the author of, of Psycho. So, Robert Block? Yeah, they all mm-hmm. revolve around him. I think he wrote I think he wrote the screenplay for it. I'm not 100% sure. sure. But I think he wrote the screenplay well, for it. Well, our fan seems to think so since he said it was written by Robert Block. There you go. So, that would that would say right there. Boom. I mean, there's some <laughs> things that are based on short stories that he did. Like there's some things based on some short stories that he had already wrote, written, and I think maybe some were ma- originals for this specifically. So yes, real creep show, real creep show is what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. With that being said, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. Something happened in his earlier life that made it completely intolerable. You believe you could recognize such a case? I'm certain of it. Very well. We call it a test. There are several patients upstairs with the sort of condition you describe. Go up there. Talk to them. 
If you can recognize who is or was Dr. Starr, then I'll consider you qualified for so uh as we were saying earlier this is an anthology uh we were mentioning how this was so i didn't know it was an anthology going into it at all um and as we're watching it and it goes into that first story uh because basically we've described what happens in the beginning right dr martin shows up he's basically there for this job there's another doctor who's like hey you got to figure out who the guy who was going to hire you is he's now upstairs in the psych ward and he's crazy which when you read the description at first, I was like, this is such a fucking cool concept. Like what a cool Dude, right? idea. Like I'm, I'm super on board. That's with what this. I was jazzed about, man. I well, like that. That description was like, what a, this is going to be fucking cool. Like it's like going to be interacting with all these different, these different yeah. characters. And it's going to be like kind of like a mystery kind of thing. And also it's in this, in, 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 in my true life, real fear of fears. It's in the scariest place it could be for me, which is an insane asylum. Really? Oh Yeah. That's a rational, irrational fear that you have. It, uh, it's irrational know. now because I don't believe they really exist anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about it. Like just the fact that, like, because what if you're not crazy? Everybody says you're crazy. You're in there, and then everybody else is crazy too. And you never know what a crazy person is going to do, so it terrifies me. Mm, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we, need to take, we, we should fear. take him to like a haunted asylum. No, I couldn't. I don't think I could do it. But we. But well, here's the thing: we're not going to tell you. Like I would be like so goddamn scared. There of is one in Jerome. It's going to be Cody's surprise party. Isn't the asylum that bar way up on the top of the hill in no, Jerome? No, it's a film made in 1972. It's a film made in 1972 that turned out to be an anthology. <laughs> yes, film. it is. It was yeah. an asylum. It yeah. was an asylum, and, and they say it's haunted. Now it's a hotel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, every which town means it's or not. every state's got like their their asylum stories. I was thinking more like the like burnt out like you know and not hasn't been lived in in 80 years that's scary alone oh, and man. we should just take him to that one like i want like rusted beams and oh, yeah. we're gonna fall through the Some floor shit, like, you take, you take Con- west off. virginia or concrete's something. not doing yeah. so well, well the other reason like it's also so scary to me Asbestos. too is because let's say you were put into this place and you weren't crazy and like this is back in the old times when they didn't know what the fuck they were doing and they were just like hey let's peel this guy's brain open and shoot it with electric you know electric eels and fucking you know, rip his nipples off. Uh, you know, whatever yeah. the fuck else they did. Like, did like they you combined three movies right yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know what no, you, yeah, what, yeah, it was like Hellraiser. House on Haunted Hill. No, what what I mean is like, the like you know, you always hear the scary thing about these, these doctors who had no idea what they were doing and they were just treating patients, what they thought was just like experimenting on these fucking people because they're crazy. It's like, who cares about them? They're locked away here and would always do crazy things. So that makes me also fucking frightened. I also saw Patch. <laughs> <laughs> so going into this, I was like, okay, we're going into like one of my deepest fears of, of well, a place. That brings like I didn't even think about it, but how many asylum movies are there like that are really memorable or good that you can think of? Like oh. Session, Session Nine. Session Nine is fantastic. Okay. What is Session, Session Nine? Yeah. That's the first one that comes to my what, mind. What's yeah. the uh, what was the uh, what? Shutter lot, Island? Though. Shutter Island. Island. Shutter Island. One Flow of the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good mm-hmm. movies, right? Great movies. Yes. But I, 13 I, I, Ghosts with Matthew Lillard. There's like one. A, that's Crazy Ghosts. I don't think that counts. Yeah. I don't think crazy. That <laughs> House on Haunted Hill counts more, I think. Yeah. House on Haunted Hill. Are yeah. crazy people? Is that? Yeah, they're crazy ghosts. Well, I guess you're right. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I like the genre personally. I feel like it's, it's kind of a fun one just because it's not utilized that often. Yeah. It is. It is a fun one. And it is scary. It's frightening because, again, Every other episode of Ghost Hunters International. <laughs> right? It, 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 yeah. That's, so this Dr. Martin, going back to this, oh, over my fear now, uh, Dr. Martin shows up 
Yeah, and it's this weird thing where it's like if I showed up for a job and the guy was like, hey, for you to get this job, you must play this game. And this game is you must figure out who's really insane. And I'm already like a doctor. Like, I don't fucking need this. Yeah. <laughs> like, a part of me is like, yeah. get a job somewhere else, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, you, you're the insane one. Yeah. Do yeah. I win? Like, you're the insane one for making me do this shit. Which BT dubs, like, as soon as he started pitching this whole idea to him, I was like, is this going to be the doctor that he's supposed to be looking for? That was my initial thought going into this film that he was being duped by the person who was putting him in the position. Mm. Like a double twist. Yes, exactly. Like, which yeah. we kind of got, but nice. not quite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we didn't, we didn't quite get it. So, Doctor Martin, he agrees to this for so. I think you know for the sport of it. Yeah, he's got a real. Well, I think he's actually genuinely interested in this field of the, study, you know, and he's genu- genuinely interested in meeting these people in these in these asylum films too. This is always like the thing. It's this is the this is always the thing. That, like. The new doctor that shows up is always the one that like cares and is like wanting to help. Like, yeah. oh no, I'm gonna yeah. help. And like the ones that have been working there, like you can't. Help yeah, this he's place. yeah, he's green. He's still. There's he's no still, way you can help this place. He's still positive. I don't know if it came from this movie though, because this is the 1972 is pretty early on. Like yeah. this is yeah right. You know, this is pretty early on. So I don't know if that's maybe a trope that came from this film. Where I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, we go to the first. Uh, we go to the first room, which is. Uh, I believe the story is called Frozen Fear. Well, let's let's not forget his walk up the uh, yeah that staircase <laughs> where it looks like he's just looking at like early Disney illustrations. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, thank man. you for thank you for bringing that yes. up because I, I I'll tell you what as I'm watching the movie I'm like dude okay you know what a little ridiculous but I'm in still into this concept I'm into this movie right and then like he starts going up the stairs and it's like the music just turns up and it's like this really dramatic <laughs> super scary like music well, and i'm like i'm like okay cool tension building and then it gets this picture and it like pans up and it's like yeah the goofiest looking like like you know how you the, you the, every movie shows you like the satan's satan's fucking book right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like every book you look into it, it's like these wicked drawings of demons and like every you know ne- in the necronomicon and like all this stuff so and it's all this like uh what's it sketch what's the what's the Sketch, yeah, sketching. So like sketching in the Pencil. the cross check yeah. uh, shading, you know, and it's like this 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 magnificent art. And then this movie, they did, they did like the same style, but they just went completely goofy when they got to the heads of these people. Well, the fact that it was like the they the, it was so forced that they were pushing the camera in on these images, like they yeah. were so important. Like there was something that you really needed to grasp about these images. And then and then the final image, like I just had to laugh out loud because this is seventy two is a spitting image of Charles Manson and it just does this full 360 oh, into yeah. his face yeah. and like makes it this very dramatic moment and I just went went away from it thinking why like what was I supposed to take away from this well it I unfortunately it took me I, I was taken out of whatever intensity they were going for because yeah. the music that they used for people who have seen Big Lebowski mm-hmm. this is the music that his landlord performs his bizarre his bizarre dance performance thing too so the whole time I'm watching this I'm just <laughs> picturing that dude in the leotard doing like the weird dance and shit like it was fucking it was fucking goofy I didn't remember that but yeah that's awesome I don't remember that either but yeah it, I forget I totally forgot about the beginning of that and the, those pictures because it is it's so like goofy I was like okay what what it seems like such a filler scene. You know, it definitely does. It's yeah. for the credit roll. 
No, there's right? no, no fucking no, no, credits. No, the credit is, roll right, like, he's right like, at the beginning. Go upstairs. Okay, I'll go upstairs. And then we have a five minute break where he slowly ascends ten steps and admires intense music and staring at artwork. <laughs> They're good stuff. Crazy. Good artwork. It's good. It's good. It's good artwork. No, it's not. So, anyways, he gets up there and he, he meets the orderly and he goes into his first room. Um, and he meets his first uh, person that he's talking to, which I believe is her name is Barbara, if I'm not mistaken. Bonnie. That's what Bonnie. Uh, and the story's called Frozen Fear. And Bonnie basically, uh, her story revolves around her and Walter, uh, who is her lover. Mm-hmm. And um, they basically are going, Walter fucking wants to be with her, but his his rich wife, who also practices voodoo conveniently, yeah, um, <laughs> doesn't want him to go. And she, I like her a lot in this, like the the wife. Cause she is like kind of sinister. She's like, she's like, yeah. Well, you can never leave me. It, I didn't see it coming. I was like, oh, yeah. I thought I thought he was the dick. I was like, oh man, you've got like, you know, like he's well, treating he her like shit. The dick. He is, and then she turns it around though, and she's like owns him. <laughs> I just didn't understand, like, what was going on there though. Like, I was trying to put a backstory to it in my head. Okay. Like, okay. In my mind, is it like she was like the super controlling person that he never wanted to marry? Or was it like they fell in love and then he fell out of love and started cheating on her, but she knew about it, but she's so powerful that she could keep it? Like, That's I was, what I well, got. All I, thought, I kept trying I to do was one. like, how does this all work out? Because at one point, she's like, I own you. And he gets up and he's like, I have a present for you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like a love relationship again. Do you think there's some spiritual shit well, or like some weird like supernatural stuff going on? I mean, she is practicing. Is that, did you get that from I it? Mean, not, I mean, this, this is a really, this is a real no, test I, of I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> we all got different things from that. No, no, I took from it that like they had that. Yes, he he had cheated on her, and he wanted to leave, and she just basically forced him kind of back into the relationship, being 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 with wealth or just kind of her personality Pride, and stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, well, and and he kind of stuck around. He's like, okay, yeah, and then obviously wasn't into it. So I actually don't think this is the first time it's happened either. I don't think this is the first time he's first cheated. Time, first time he's chopped her up. I don't know. I don't think this yeah. is the first time he's cheated. I don't think this is the first time he's been caught. I think this is like a like this is an ongoing thing. And yeah, it's a power play by her of like, okay, you keep fucking up, but I own you. Yeah, like you you can try to run away. Okay, but whatever you think you fucking you can't because I fucking you can't own even you. get away from me if you wanted to. Yeah. If you tried to. And finally, Walter had enough, and he he finally found the one and Bonnie. And Bonnie's in on it too. Bonnie's like just Bonnie's like you know Walter, you're the one, you're the older man for me. <laughs> and I need to slaughter. We need to slaughter the shit out of your your wife. It's and, the only way. And man, I'll tell you what. That Walter is very clean. Oh god! In his murders. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, it made me wonder if she even had blood coursing through her veins anymore. No, because you know why? Because she's as cold as ice. Exactly. Yeah. She was. Exactly. Yeah. He's like he like put- even the butcher paper was like dry as a bone. Yep, I'm like. Nothing. Drained did, her out. Did, yeah, this is what I was wondering. Did, he, did that, he spend extra like, time to drain her dry and then wrap her? Not to mention like how meticulously he wraps her head. I know. It, like, it reminded, I'm like, wow, he really got the corners me. and the cubbies. <laughs> the it cubbies. reminded me of those those the the those commercials around Christmas time where it's just like someone's got a bike, but they meticulously wrapped every single inch <laughs> of the bike. So it's just yeah. each spoke is wrapped. Just like I wonder what it is. It's like <laughs> that's what it felt like. I was like, wow, he didn't like just roll her up or just anything. He was just like, I'm yeah. gonna get every contour. It, it fit in like that freezer, Mike. They like paper mache her head. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
you realize she was never dead. He was just like, I like how he put her, he put her yeah. into the freezer, like in order where yeah. the parts go to, just in case someone stumbles upon it. They're not like, well, there's a bunch of interesting stuff. Like, no, that's a body. Number one, Walter's an artiste. <laughs> yeah. He's an artiste. Okay. And he, yeah, you're right. He wants you to see that. I don't know what the end game plan was with them. I guess it was just like, they'll find the body in the freezer and we'll be gone already. Yeah. You know what I mean? But 72, you can get away with shit like that in 72. They didn't have no, fucking no, DNA checking on no, you for weeks. Says, what does she say? She, <laughs> she wants, wants to get rid of the, the body, body on the way to the airport. And he's just like, whatever. But what? here's the thing I don't understand. If what was keeping him there if not the money? And if not the money, they're just gonna get on a plane? He's not getting the money anymore. Well, maybe it's maybe he doesn't need the he's money. He's doing anymore. it all for love? Yes. Maybe he had maybe he has the money. <laughs> but she has the voodoo. So okay, she so does, well the ex-wife. So we're saying that it has to be a voodoo or thing that kept it, them there. I'm not saying it has to be. I'm just speculating. What, what if, I was saying, could it be? Because what, yeah. that's what I'm trying to think. What's what, keeping him there? What if he knows she's such a high up voodoo priestess that he's like afraid? No, he mocks her like yeah, right he when she walks in the door. He's like, whatever, you're fucking priestess. stupid. Yeah. Well, she but obviously voodoo doo doo. She has a bracelet. No, on. she's Come obviously on. some level of voodoo priestess because that bracelet does not bring you back to life in separate she pieces. She said she just got it that Voodoo's day. A lot e- yeah, yeah. Voodoo's a lot easier than like the Jedi Order. Like you, you learn, no, you learn to come back pretty soon not, in the voodoo. It's not that easy. All like I how, think like is we're he must... all arguing <laughs> like the reality of voodoo. <laughs> he must feel it for his life. My argument is more fiction. Though <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> everybody knows that, yeah, no, it takes a while. You what were you saying, Chris? I was, no, I was just saying he, his life must be in danger. Why else would he just not leave with the person? Yeah, I don't think his life's out. in danger, though. I didn't get that vibe. I feel like he just was fucking done, and he found someone hot, and he's like, young, hot, I'm done. And then he just gave up. He's like, well, I don't care about the money either. Probably because I just thought fresh start. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. Can I, but when the when this story does pick up and the voodoo kicks in. And the body parts do start coming alive. I'll tell you what, man, I had a lot of fucking fun with it. I, <laughs> I, I, I will say this. I will say this. I, I thought to myself, this movie is a hoot. <laughs> but I was, I was being very critical of how cheesy and just ridiculous and stupid Listen, the effects look. When the head started breathing on the top of the stairs, <laughs> I was fucking dying laughing. But I loved every second of it. My, mine was when a, when a leg was just on the ground going like, psh, oh, slowly psh, wiggling just across the back floor. And just Amazing. The knee. But Amazing. did anybody ask like how they were doing that? Yes, I asked myself how they're doing that, and I was like, "Is it stop animation? It doesn't look like no, it. It looks like a robotic. No, it wasn't. It looks kind of like a robotic leg or something. Yeah, that's like they bending and moving. Which, it was like, probably like, wow, it was probably realistically a false floor. Let's be honest. A, a what? false floor. A false floor. That had... And there's a puppeteer below. Oh, this. Oh, oh, god damn it! Definitely could have been. Way to yeah, go, Kyle. Shit, man. Yeah, of course it's that. Well, either way, either way, I I did not expect it. Robots for this, and I thought to myself, nineteen 19- CG man, it's like Dude. early CG. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, Chris. Tell me why you're wrong. No, I was just impressed for 1972. That was pretty uh, creative. I love. I, I this, a little grotesque, but this creative. Skit, this this skit. This uh this, this skit. This story this skit. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, man. Like it was because it was so ridiculous when the hand starts just like choking. <laughs> choking <people. laughs> 
<laughs> from down from the rafters. Yeah. Well, because the fingers broke free of the packaging. I don't know if you noticed I that did part notice of it. that. Yeah. yeah. It was spider walking above her. Yeah, but they just keep on like popping body parts out of different parts of the of the basement. Anywhere and stuff. they can hide it, like any dark yes. corner that it could come it just, out of. It, it became really fun. And then yeah, when she takes that she takes the hatchet to her face because she's trying to chop off the hand. Yeah. Uh, and then the big reveal at the end, because you don't ever see Bonnie's face the whole time Dr. Shit. Martin's talking to yeah. her. And then she gets up and she's like, now do you believe me? <laughs> Pulls back her hair and has all these hatchet marks on there. I was like, yes! <laughs> I was into it. Like, I, I was. I gotta say one thing about Bonnie, though. Not good with an axe. That is no. not her weapon. No, <laughs> no. you're right. She did, couldn't hit shit. She yeah, must she, have swung 80 times. She couldn't hit shit, and even when she was hitting her face, like she, the scars make me no. feel like it was not a good blow. Like, yeah. I was laughing, you weren't swinging for your life. I was, like the so hard at, I was laughing so hard at her missing because I was like, listen, I've seen the shots of these body parts uh, around the basement, and none of them are fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie, none of them are fast. They're like they're, they're like they're moving like a like an ill snake. And let me like, here's the other thing I don't understand: how could any of these things strangle or grab her? Yeah, none of them like, can. It's, it's still, fear. It's fear oh, that grabs I'm sorry, her. It's like, only like a twenty five pound arm. Like if it grabs on my foot, I'm like, all right, I can do this all day. I don't know, but <laughs> that, he has a point. If it's a voodoo arm, it's does that have arm. extra strength? It does. Probably. It's like cause, it has the it, whole body weight. I guess on it. so. Yeah. Like, but they'd have to be heavy again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It has voodoo weight. There's no, there's no, no, it's magic weight. It's, uh, you it's know, magic it, weight. Yeah, it's still the weight of, you know, a five pound arm, but with the grip of like Iron Man. It's true. Yeah. So Dr. Martin's done with yeah. this room. We move on to <laughs> the <are> next. <laughs> so uh, let's get into the next story, which is called Weird Taylor. Uh, and this it, one opens up with a Bruno. Is it Bruno? Yeah, Bruno. And he's sewing. He's sewing an imaginary thing uh, sitting on uh, cross legs. Dr. Martin comes in and we find out his story. His story basically is is that he is a, a broke um, tailor. No one wants to buy his suits and he's got to pay rent or he's getting evicted. Right. Um, so this creepy guy shows up and he's going to pay him 200 pounds, 200, yeah, 200 pounds to make um, this the suit for his son. He's got all the measurements. He has to do it at a, at a specific time, all this stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, Bruno's like, cool, I'll do it. And he does it. And then madness ensues. I, I I would just say really quick, I fucking loved this this story. Can I just say that? I, yeah, this one had a great you know I why? Fucking this, loved one, this, one. this one had a great tone to it. It had it a did. great tone. It had a great a, a great story, a, a creepy character. I mean, it, it definitely helps that um um what's his name is in this one peter cushing thank you peter cushing is in this one that helps a bit but it's just such a cool unique it that's what it is i think it's just a super unique feeling story it's not like like the 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 body coming back to life thing i mean can i say it was reminiscent of even like uh like something that wicked this way comes it kind of had had that vibe like it kind of had like this dark sort of like yeah, you know, it, it incorporated the vampire element to it. Like it, it just yeah, had this. It just it, you know what it is. It's it like it had like a like a dark magic, like mm, a dark black magic, magic yes. horror kind of vibe. You know, mm-hmm. like the early seventies, like almost like so it felt like the Omen kind of. Yes, yeah, it totally had the had those vibes. I fucking loved this story. Well, and this story is really well acted too. Like the whole story is well acted for everybody is. in it. And like Bruno's a likable character because you just feel like he's you just like oh man, this guy's just down on his luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. He's just down on his luck, and 
he makes this busts ass. He makes this awfully, awfully ugly suit. This oh, ugly man. suit with these b- these acidine fucking instructions, which yeah. he follows to the T. And then he follows. He finds out that Mister Smith really has no money. Um, he spent it all something to do with his son. I really never caught on what on a the, book he spent, he spent it all. Yeah, on yeah. A book. he yeah. sold but everything no. he had for a book, which gave him the instructions on how to build the suit. But, I, but he always said he was going to get the money back once his son was back. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Well, because then he'd have a second hand to help. Well, also he. <laughs> no, we don't even know really what he, he did. Right? This we book, have no idea. Yeah. No, this book possesses the power to bring his son back. Well, I know back, what the fucking book does, Chris. But it no, also no, contains. A, well, I, to build the suit to bring the son back, but I also right. imagine it contains other types yeah, of there, magic. There's a money spell, but it's a two-person spell. I realize yeah. that. <laughs> I just yeah. needs another person, one to hold the book, and the other one to read from it. God damn it! I also realize this is where the drawing <laughs> budget went. Was in this book and not on the the pictures leading up. I'm like, oh, this this book has badass drawings in it yeah oh the yeah. drawing budget yeah can we call that like the, the illustration budget maybe no the drawing the drawing the budget. drawing budget <laughs> that's <laughs> great drawing that's a great drawing a right there drawing. I, that, I, I, lo- I love that i love the reveal because you know we we know at this point it's like all right like this isn't on the up and up obviously this isn't on the up and up so like what's the reveal gonna be and the re- reveal being that you know mr smith has his dead son in the next room Clearly, well past you know yeah. the point where you might even if you had the ability to bring someone back to life, that that time is gone. Now you're just dealing with like a, a melting corpse, like with like liquids and fluids. Yeah, but it shit. looked good. Like it had flowers around it and stuff like that. Well lit. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> He was decaying. Right. Uh, for having no money, he sure as hell, you know, celebrated the fuck out yeah. of that dead kid. Well, yeah, and Bruno fucking panics, right? He's like, <laughs> yeah, nope. hell yeah. He's that like, would normally do it for me. Well, because he's because he's still not getting paid. The guy's like, give me the suit. He's like, I'm not going to give you the suit. You haven't paid me. He's like, give me the suit. And then they start fighting with a gun. Mm-hmm. And Bruno ends up shooting him on accident. So and he, he dies. sell that gun. I will say that this <laughs> this, the first thing I thought was like, Jesus Christ, like he really wants this money. You know, well, yeah. he's gonna get evicted. No, I understand that, but like he's seen a dead body there. Like I know me personally, I'd be like, "Fuck, there's yeah, a dead right, body. Yeah, I'm yeah. out of here. I fuck this money." But you know <laughs> what? The way it all played out, it reminded me of, like of when you read like a news story about a killing. Yeah, and you're like, "That's like that's so unique that I can't." <laughs> yeah, a man stumbles upon a dead body, but didn't want to leave. He still argued with the man for two hours about getting his two hundred dollars. <laughs> Police showed up, and one of them was shot. Like it felt like one of those things where, like, man, no one could write that, well, and then someone did, and it was this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because well, and he totally runs home, and he's like, "Well, they're gonna think I did it, so I can't, you know, I can't call the cops because they think I'm a, I did it." And it's like, "Yeah, dude, because that was like six hours ago." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, his his daughter was that his daughter. Yeah, I'm gonna say okay, that's his daughter. His daughter, yeah. his daughter yeah. though was right. She's like, you've got the book. Like, even I though it, sa- it sounds ridiculous, she looked a little. She young. was like yeah. 20 years younger She's, than him. She, bro. I think that's his daughter helping him 70s. out. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if broke True. tailors are no, bringing him in. No. He's got a he's got a point. <laughs> hold on, no, he does have a point because <laughs> no, Bo- I think Bonnie was a- with old ass Walter. Oh, hold on. I just realized something. That's how he. That's why he's telling the guy, "I'm going to give you your money back." Because the the tailor w- runs out with the book because he realizes the book is worth something. Yes. Right. Right. So when when Peter Cushing is saying. Uh, you know, he's gonna give him. I'll book. get you your money tomorrow. He meant he spent all of his money on the book, but the book is worth something, so he'll go back and sell it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. 
That's uh, anyways. It. That answers that question. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for working through that in your head over there. I want, well, you know, <laughs> that's all I've been thinking about this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a goddamn word <laughs> anything other guys been saying. <laughs> Can't figure it out. I don't know. But, but yeah, this is, uh, and then um, you know, he tells his daughter, "Hey, when he comes home after he kills this man, he says, take the suit, burn, burn the it, suit, burn the suit." What she do? Anything you know? Any rational daughter would do. Put it on a fucking dummy. Well, I mean, he just spent a week working on it, only between the hours of midnight and four a.m. in like secrecy with with a material that's that has reflective. Uh, yeah, it, it's literally <laughs> glowing. You know, so obviously curiosity got the best of her, so she threw it on there on the shop mannequin, yeah. and then she says the saddest shit you've ever heard in your life. She's like, "I get so lonely, so." I call him Otto, and he's my friend. Uh, yes. <laughs> it like, does yeah. get dark. Yeah, right really. It, yeah, yeah. That and part uh, was a little bit like, well, and man. you know, that as with all stories, we got a twist. We got a twist because you know, then she's like, "I'm gonna," I'm. She's like, "I'm gonna go to the cops," and and Bruno's like, "No, you're not." And they start fighting. Yeah. yeah. And as they're fighting, Otto comes alive. The mannequin does, and then chokes. This is the chokes uh, Bruno. Yeah. And then it cuts back to. The, the room and in the uh, asylum again. The We're asylum. back in the asylum. And this brings me to where, because everyone's like, I saw who it was going to be coming from a mile away. I actually thought it was going to be Bruno. And the reason I say that is because this story, did, it was like the only one that didn't have a conclusive an- ending. Mm-hmm. And he was the one being attacked. Oh, and still I, did, alive. I didn't say that I saw it coming a mile away. Chris I think Chris did. I, was it fucking arrogant Chris? Chris? No, Chris said Chris. <laughs> Chris, I thought you said See, you thought it was the guy who who's yeah. sending him on this. I I, I suspected uh, uh, mostly that it was the guy in the wheelchair, the doctor in the wheelchair at the beginning. But yeah. then once we hit the orderly, when he goes up to the floor with all the crazy people, well, I just also, immediately yeah. were like the orderly. I, I also thought. Well, it does seem like both of these characters are testing him and saying weird things to him. That is true. Cryptic ass things that make you think, like, what is the twist? Like, is the twist that he's dealing with the person he's supposed to be looking for? You know? Yeah. Like, when's, when's your job at CSI start? <laughs> I think, well, I'll be honest with you. With, with the concept, I thought the concept was so cool and I wanted it to be so much more than it was like i was like oh this mystery better fucking shake me to my core like and i was hoping yeah that i wouldn't know who it was and that, that i was like this is going to be like a big reveal yeah i, I didn't get that i but. thought i thought and this is jumping ahead but i i thought i bought into i think what they were trying to do and sell me on um the last guy i thought it was going to be the obvious choice like everything was just a misdirect and the most obvious choice was probably the obvious choice. Yeah. And then, yeah, we'll get to that story. <laughs> so next up, we go into the next room here uh, with Dr. Martin. And this is my least favorite story. Which one is this one? This one this is, is the, Lucy Comes yeah. to Stay. This is the typical, like, mm. any, anytime you go into an asylum, there's the the schizophrenic with yeah. multiple yeah. personalities, and one of them is a murderer. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to be bothered. This, one. this is reminding me of the second story in Trilogy of Terror. That's exactly what I was like. I was this just is the like, same I story. <laughs> It's like the almost identical. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Split personality thing just doesn't well, doesn't rock me to my yeah. core. I mean, it's, it's even overplayed in 1972. Or by this point, to us, it's overplayed now because, I right. mean, it's literally been in every must, anything that has to do with crazy people. Must have been a big fear in that well, that's, time. That, huh? I think that's what I brought. I, I was asking that question. I was like, in 70 something, is, is this what people are scared of? Yeah. Split personality? I, I guess this right. is a fear. Hold on. Like, Psycho came out way earlier than this. It's like 68. 
Yeah, so four years later, they're still they're, they're still, still like they're still shaking they're in their still boots. Like people acting like other people. Well, because <laughs> even though the movie came out, it doesn't mean like you know like the research well, on, on the matter no, 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 became I, widely understood by people. That's a good point, kind of. So Psycho was a huge success about split personality, and now uh, Mr. Block is involved with this movie. Do you think they're trying to tie in the? Split personality theme again with him being involved, or the fact that he wrote both stories. That theme is coming into. I don't know. I don't think I, so. I think it is honestly. I, mean, I think what we were talking about. I think it's honestly. This is a. This is a genuine fear item in seventy four, seventy two, whatever but, like, the year what, it is. But beyond that, like I understand that it could be like a general fear, but isn't that a one trick pony? Once you realize like that. There's a like you, the story's already known. Like the twist is already there. Like well, we're saying that it's tired because we can see these things going a mile away because we've seen a hundred of these. Yes, right. Where it's like okay, schizophrenic. Okay, so they're the same person. Like yeah. you can almost see it in every movie nowadays. So I was just curious as to like was it so popular that people were still like I never got I did never yeah, thought I think, it was going to be. I, I, I think so. I thought you so. have to kind of accept that as a reality, yeah, but, right? Because yeah, do one, we have TV? Do we have HBO? Do we have these movies on replay? Like yeah, we have the fucking right. theater. But I guess you're right. Like, yeah. In all honesty, in breaking this one down, this is one of the weakest ones I think I've ever seen. Oh, it's it's and a the weak reason, story. Like and the reason I say that is because like Lucy, the 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 secondary Second, yeah. secondary character that is that is the character mm-hmm. um, of Bar- of Bar- Barbara is like she always comes out of places where it's like, well, you had to have been there like the whole time. Like, there's yeah. no, no, like, she comes out of the bathroom. Like, you know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, um, and no one saw you come in yeah, ever. Yeah. And like, oh, here she is. I was hiding in the basement. I'm like, I was yeah, like imaginary like friend. Really? Because you just came out of the closet. Yeah. <laughs> she was an imaginary friend. I thought she like was some kind of figment of her imagination. You know, like I got that vibe. Be- for for those reasons exactly. Well, it was we so get that, convenient. We get that vibe right off the fucking bat because she says the name and like, remember, we don't say that name anymore. It's like, uh, oh, okay, so she yeah, she has a she has an imaginary person yeah. she talks to. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm out. I'm already checked out of this story. Yeah, you know what? It, and that makes sense. I think that was that's a secret because I was actually thinking about it too. Fight Club is one of these movies right that's yeah. a modern day yeah yeah like schizophrenic movie yeah. but the difference was is that if you uh, introduce the character as crazy right off the bat yeah you automatically know what the ending is gonna yes. be right Which they as do opposed with, with you know fight club where he just shows up like a regular old dude and mm-hmm. the whole time you, you never question he's a dude on why a does, plane why does tyler Jordan only just show up like why is he never like yeah you know you, 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 that, they did a wonderful job in the movie and we yeah. even joked on when we did tri- trilogy of the terror we're at a point now where the only way to make it more scary is now we have a character that's got 30 personalities right you know right, what i mean right, like yeah. Well, here's the cool thing. This is the one thing I do like about this. The stru- at least I can say for the structure of this one as an anthology, right? Is that I like the ride that we're on right now as far as like throw that throw that shitty one right towards the end there and then we'll hit them with the weird one at the end. Like it seems to be like yeah. that's the pattern yeah. to follow. Like yeah. two solid ones up front, the weak one right there in the middle followed up with crazy at the end. Yeah, it, it really it, it depends on how many stories you got, but the middle one is always your weakest fucking link. That's what they did in Trilogy of Terror. The middle yeah. one is just... I think even in Creepshow, Creepshow we were kind of like, like, all right, like yeah. the middle. T- well, I think on that one, I think we bitched the most about the, the first, first two, yeah. the first and the last yeah. one were the were the weakest ones. Interesting. <laughs> they did. They tried to reverse sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> this will really fuck with audiences' Here's the idea, expectations. Guys. Meat, bread, meat. <laughs> what do you think? I that do shit? prefer meat. <laughs> so, in a big in a big shocker in this one, uh, Barbara ends up being the one that killed her brother and. Uh, 
her nurse. Stabbed with some scissors in yeah, the stomach. And, and Dr. Martin at the end wants to ask her some questions. And then he's like, well, can I talk to Lucy? And she's like, yeah, she's right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just starts laughing. And points, yeah. and points in the mirror and there's Lucy in the mirror. Yeah. And honestly, it's a throwaway. Like, yeah, this is yeah. a throwaway. That's weak. Uh, and then we get to meet next uh, the next patient on the list. And the final patient on the list is Dr. Byron. I, this is in the story that I really enjoyed because it was one. fucking weird. Can yeah. I, weird as hell. It kind of ir- irked me a little bit it that sure they did. made him Dr. Byron when they he was supposed to be looking for a doctor. It's like... That's misdirection, my friend. It's not misdirection. But it's so... But you know what's funny know, is like, like I just like I just said I actually bought into it. I bought into it. I was Dude. like, oh, maybe this is the actual fucking doctor. Maybe so, they're just going to be obvious with it, but think th- try to throw the audience off. Mm. Here's the thing, man. I didn't see it going this weird. I did not I did see not. that coming. A I, mile I, I do want to say this: strong story segment, weak post story segment, because it gets real fucking gets real goofy. This story gets real goofy. That's okay. what's great about it, though. Let's I feel go. like let's go. Because basically, what happens is Doctor Byron, he, Martin, Doctor Martin comes in. Doctor Byron says, "Hey, you know what? I'm a doctor too. I love colleagues. This is great. Yeah, I've been working on some shit. Come over here to my little cabinet, and inside his cabinet." Is like lookalikes of people within the 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 asylum, their heads at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the bodies are toy robot bodies. Yeah, well, you get you get a bulk discount when you buy. It's the like same a clay body. head, yeah. right? Like he's like molding yeah, he, it out of he, clay. Yeah, he molds it and he he makes it, makes it. And basically, his idea is is that he can transfer himself from his body, mm-hmm. his conscience, his consciousness into right. these 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 v- vessels of toys or whatever. He calls them dolls. His dolls. Yeah. yeah. So I got a real Pickle Rick vibe from this. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody remembers that episode. I, uh, it turns into a pickle, <laughs> and the whole time, Morty's like, why would you turn yourself into a pickle? He's like, that's not the point. That's how I felt about these dolls. I'm like, why the fuck would I want to transfer myself into a small, like, very vulnerable doll? Yeah. <laughs> that moves I'm so way slow. better in this it's, body. It's not the point, Like, Mike. why is this guy so excited <laughs> about it? And that's like, the whole time, I was like, this is like that episode of Pickle Rick. Yeah. <laughs> It, would, it, it is an interesting choice. Like, I did think why the robot that moves very slowly and, you know, just sort of... I, was it because of technology at the time? Was, it like, the toy robot, like, a common toy in a household that made it more creepy to, to be that? Or was it, like, supposed to be like, yeah, this is a thing that moves on its own, so it actually serves as... It's just creepy to begin with. Well, the thing that I was actually... I, I will say... That I find disappointing. We should make note the difference between this one and all the other ones. This this story does not involve a flashback of any mm-hmm. kind. No, no flashback. Um, so I'm actually more disappointed that I don't have the backstory of why this dude is fucking insane mm-hmm. versus all the other characters because his level of insanity went to doll making and thinking he can put but his soul into a toy. This is also this is also where it doesn't give you a flashback and make you go, is he insane though? Because he literally does put himself into a fucking doll and then ends up well, killing another that's, doctor. That's that yeah, that's in a little and then you, bit. Then but... you then you question everybody else's story of well, were they insane? I mean, obviously the only well, one Barbara, fucking Barbara. Thanks for your stupid schizophrenia, Barbara. Yeah. Um but the other two, it's like, is there a mannequin walking around the fucking city? Probably we don't know. Probably <laughs> wearing 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 a nice suit. Yeah. Or it did fine dressed well, one has to question it goes back to that thing I, I did think that a little bit because yeah. if the last guy isn't crazy yes or at least he could at least be a mad scientist let's put him that way I mean he's crazy enough to say yeah. I should put my body in a fucking doll yeah. that's a crazy point yeah. but like we never actually see the ta- like what happens in the fight with the tailor 
Like a part yeah. of you is kind of like, all right. Well, I thought that we were supposed to as an audience. I thought, and that's how I, I took it. I thought we were supposed to go into every single one of these stories with a complete grain of salt because they're being told to us by a crazy person. Right. So right. there's but, no there's no there's no define there's no realistic fact of reality. Because I, even the woman who fought off the hand on her face, I mean, clearly there wasn't a hand on her face because she was just hitting herself in the face with an axe. If there no, was a hand, she could have been missing. Be, yeah, she could have gone. The hand th- was covering like 60% of her face. We, How do you miss? Very tiny hand. Cutting through it. I told you she's not going to that But here's the thing. <laughs> I'm just you, saying. You say it with a grain of salt, but but they give you a fucking salt lick at the end with Dr. Byron. But no, but even though we can definitely believe the schizophrenic one. Yeah, that one's That yeah. definitely has to be. Sure. If, if that's the case, then what I'm saying is, if that's the case, then it's kind of like weird storytelling to have the audience be in on one story but yeah. not in on the other two right like these two could be fake right. and everything they told us a lie but for some reason one of them were told yeah it's definitely a lie she only thinks yes that she's two people right which it just seemed weird to me i don't yeah, know and now I, byron is definitely literal yeah, and he's byron magic. is definitely literal because after <laughs> and he's literal magic yeah after after our main character interviews him he goes back downstairs and then we cut back to byron who is meditating over his own personal doll that he's created. And if he's literal magic, that means the voodoo in the first story could be literal magic. Yeah. Very much so. And the magic that was in the second story. So all the stories could be true at this point. The st- at they least could the be stories, true, they could be false. The stories with magic could be true. Yeah, we, already know, we already know the one is true, but the other ones where magics are elements of it. Could like be we're starting right, on this. Is, we're, we're, yeah, this, this is world this. Magic it's starting to sound like is. the two fucking doors in Labyrinth right now. <laughs> but if he's lying, then I'm lying. <laughs> I wouldn't trust I always him. tell the truth, and he always lies. So anyways, he, he puts himself into this toy, and this toy slowly escapes his room. <laughs> so slow. So yeah. slow. Yeah. Oh I mean, my it's a little God. tiny robot. I was laughing so fucking hard. Hard at this scene because the music, again, epic or orchestral music, epic, and this all we see is just this fucking slow moving fucking robot <laughs> yeah. coming around the corner, and I'm just like, how do you, how does anyone take this seriously? But when he when he stabs the doctor in the back of the head. Right, we that, should we should we should point out that this small robot managed to make its way down a it hallway, climbed, it climbed, climbed a wall, got into a, a a dumb a dumb waiter, wrote it downstairs, got out, got into the office where two people were having a conversation, and got a scalpel, stole got the scalpel, the which desk. was right in front of them. <laughs> yeah, and then like it's so weird. I'm and like, then <laughs> had the strength to kill a man with like a a half an inch long scalpel. With an arm reach that's like less than an inch, he's got an inch throw and a half inch device, and he just takes just takes this guy it's out. The slowest, most oblivious death I've ever seen. I yeah. have two to people say, just like I so ridiculous. Though. I yeah. did cringe because the anticipation. I mean, I was waiting for it to happen for so long that when it finally did, I felt it in the back of my head. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> let's yeah let's give it a testament to the practical effects they use, yeah. which is literally the knife just behind his head. <laughs> <laughs> It's a type of magic trick you show a baby. It was like, where'd the hand go? At this point, oh, I was just happy with... I can't see with... it. It's not there. <laughs> just, just happy with anything, Mike, at that point. Okay. It was effective. It was effective. <laughs> the, the thought of it is definitely effective. The idea of having a scalpel slowly pierce the back of your neck. Yeah, so Dr. Rutherford falls down and then Dr. Shoots Martin's... Shoots out of that wheelchair, by the yeah, way. Dr. Martin's there to fight off this robot menace. It's really all he does is step on it, but we find out inside the robot, 
They're spaghetti. <laughs> They're spaghetti. Well, Dr. Byron. Turns out these robots are Italian. With meatballs. Dr. Byron uh, alluded to so earlier. Like Bruno helped out. Dur- during sure. his story, he alluded to the fact that he had put part of himself into the robot. Mm-hmm. And now yeah, we find out that? it's his spaghetti. It's his consciousness formed all of no, that. No, I think he just like, maybe he was like no, self-mutilating and just be... putting chunks of him in. What? No. No, I just think, like... I, no, he, he, his guts <laughs> came I'm out. I'm trying to make it more interesting, Magic. God damn it. It's interesting because his consciousness grew <laughs> grew or, and, like an organism inside of that shell. At, right. There you That's go. What At I this point, Dr. Martin is looking for help, so who does he go to see? His old buddy, the orderly. The orderly upstairs. Yeah. Since he's the only one a left in the building that he thinks is sane. And he goes in there, and then what happens, Chris? What happens he when he... smiles a lot and laughs. And we find out, what we find out is that there was a body in there that was... Oh, the orderly's office has just a dead body on the yeah. bed. Yes. Which is the Dr. Star, actually. No. Nope. No, right? that's the old orderly. Oh, Dr. Star, Star is playing the role of the new orderly, and we find out the orderly is actually Dr. Star, who is the crazy person. Yeah. yeah. Please tell me you didn't miss that. No, How did what, you miss that? I didn't miss that. That's what I was saying. Dr. Star. I didn't what you were saying. I just you corrected totally you. You totally just said that the body <laughs> no. on the thing was Dr. Star, didn't you? That's yeah, not, yeah, he yes. fucking did. He no, did. Dr. No. Star is the orderly who gives him access to the upstairs with all the crazies. That's Dr. Star. You know. Who murdered the orderly. Dr. Yeah, Star did. He mur- yeah, he Dr. murdered Dr. Star the murdered the orderly, yep. then assumed the role of the orderly. Yes. Yes. You keep saying that the body on the on the on the Dr. thing was Star Dr. Star. Is that the is... crazy person strangling our main character? That's Dr. Star. The body is a dead orderly. Dead orderly. Boom. Got yeah. it. Dead. You know what? Nineteen seventy two still works. No, because no, I guess I'm still <laughs> still a good twist. I, no, I'm still caught up in the in the in the notion of like if we know that the fucking Dr. Star is crazy, then we also again, this goes back to like what's the fucking test about? Because how does how does the fucking wheelchair guy who was attacked by Dr. Star not know that he's posing as the orderly at this time? Yeah, I, he I, does know that. He does. He does. He does know that. So he sent him up there with a the fucking crazy ass yes, ready to yes. kill him the whole that's time. A, literally yes. what he does. Yes, and I don't think... What the fuck? Why? Well, he, see, no that's idea. where... No, now, that's hold the on, twist hold I didn't on. get. Here's man. the thing, though. The guy in the wheelchair was not banking on a toy robot stabbing him in the neck that night. So I think he thought it would just... He would guess, he would say who it was, and then they would both accept the fact that there's a crazy person who's actively taking care of these other crazy people. But he would also know that there's a body up there. He would have to know, like, oh, hey, Rick never came down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this is the part I don't understand. I don't understand. (laughs) How come Rick hasn't punched out in four weeks? I'm not paying him all this overtime. Oh, he punched out. I don't understand if the guy in the wheelchair was in on all of this. I feel like he is now at this point. Or... He was legitimately, he had no idea where Dr. Star was, and he he had to have seen. He knows what he fucking looks like. So (laughs) he sends the guy up there to, like, legit, like, maybe luckily beat Dr. Star so that he doesn't have to do it himself. Yeah, because Dr. Star put him in the wheelchair, put Dr. Rutherford in the wheelchair. Yeah. So he knows what he looks like. I just don't maybe, understand. Maybe, maybe, maybe you know here. what? I, I know what it is. That that upstairs was not wheelchair accessible. Maybe he didn't think that. Maybe he thought Doctor Star was just in one of the rooms posing. But then why wouldn't he just say, "Look, I here the again four, haven't seen f- Rick in four days." I don't, uh, why don't why doesn't he just say, "Okay, here are the four people that are up there. There's Bonnie. There's a crazy guy with dolls. <laughs> there's this old Italian man who says he's a tailor, and this other woman with a weird, fucked up face." <laughs> yeah. Okay. If it's not one of those four, 
it's definitely the doctor. Right. Well, maybe, I don't know, dude, he's just, he's just into a game of chance. He just wanted to play know. a game of chance. I just don't know. What, what was the guy? I don't the... understand the reasoning. Is I mean, what he, I'm even, he even makes a point to say to the guy before he goes up the stairs, he says something about, well, how will I know what the doctor looks like? And you, how do you know it's a he? Yeah. yeah. Like, so he's still, he's in he on knows it. it's a he. <laughs> he does know it's a he. So he's doing this just to fuck with Martin. Or, and I don't know why. Or to have Martin killed because he doesn't... Or but is Martin there why? to take his position? Martin is literally is Martin there, there. He's there. literally there just as an application. Is he, he's but yeah, like, but is he an applying, applicant for a new job. Is he applying for Dr. Rutherford's well, job? then why would you even post on your job board that you're looking for a new doctor <laughs> if you don't want someone to take the position. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what the end game is here. I don't Dr. either. Maybe it is a gaping hole in the plot. Or maybe Dr. Star just hold himself up and wasn't coming down and took over that floor and he was like, all right, well, I need to get him down, but I don't want to make a scene, so I'm going to... Look at people still sending de- yeah. dinner up to him so he can still feed the so Dr. Star, <laughs> patients. Dr. Star does end up killing Dr. Martin. Yes, he yes. strangles him with a stethoscope and then he laughs maniacally while waiting Using a way too maniacal that laugh. It was, <laughs> it was <laughs> so bad. And then what, ha- I hated what it. happens after that? They post another job on Indeed. Yeah, Indeed.com, yep. and you yep. show up, and some dude shows up in his little car, and then he uh, gets, gets brought it. I don't know why that car made me chuckle, but it did. The way it, I don't know, it just looked funny <laughs> to me. But yeah, he gets led in by the new Doctor Star, or Doctor Rutherford, the new Doctor Rutherford. I don't know. Yeah, who, who knows, knows who he's fucking taking who over now? Knows. He's killing everybody. I, I'm like, why are those nurses still showing up? But that's the thing too. Is like again, like the food's got to be delivered. Like things, like, there's things that function in this, and no one's going like, you know, you know, let's, <laughs> just, let's just let's just what happened to Doctor Rutherford? Where's Doctor? Where's Rick? Where's Look, Steve? we still have the responsibility Star. to these patients? Let's just keep the ship going, even though it's being st- it's currently being steered by a crazy person. Yeah. And and then I then it goes back to also Rutherford's like monologue, his like really deep monologue, which I thought was taking up the whole thing. Was like, no, they're un they're unhealable. Yes. And yes. then Martin's like, no, 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 we can do it if we have a chance. Yeah. We should. And he's just like, you know, you understand. They're fucking bad shit crazy. It's done. Yeah. Like, and I'm just like I, that. That threw me too because it made me feel like that was supposed to be a really important point to Rutherford's character. Hmm. And I guess we just never fucking find out. No, <laughs> no, no he's like, stabbed in the back of the head this? by a robot. Yeah. He's willing to do lobotomies, though. We know that. Uh, he is. Yes, he is. So, like, maybe he's crazy too. I don't know. It's a fucking weird thing. It's a weird thing. It's a house of insanity. It's an asylum, house, if you will. Well, uh, I think it was called <laughs> an uh, asylum. It's called. Uh, I think for the U.S. release, it was called House of Crazies. Oh, okay. Okay. I think for the U.S. release, so yeah, that's fucking... everybody, even the even the nurses are probably insane. But let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will rate this mammer jammer. So stay with us. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back. I brought Dr. Martin to see you. It's always a pleasure to meet a colleague. You're a doctor. Indeed I am, sir. Physician, neurosurgeon, and orthopedic specialist. And uh, lately I found uh, still another vocation. Even more fascinating. Do you care to see some of my recent work? Yes, I'd be happy to. If you'd be good enough, to step over here. And we're back. We're talking about Asylum. This is Lawton's pick. This was Lawton's pick. Let's say we rate this mammer jammer. Let's do it. What are we rating it, Lawton? Lawton did not pick 
a rating symbol well, for us to use. Really dropping so the ball. I will root for. It. Yeah. Um, but he did rate it a three point five out of five. Three point five out of really we was, should, really was mediocre about this movie when he requested yeah. it from us. Yeah, I'm gonna get it middle of the road. <laughs> really lukewarm. He, he wasn't even sure when he hit the submit button. He's like, ah, I guess. <laughs> what do we want to rate it? We should pick a symbol, huh? It's yeah. got to be heads in, heads in, perfectly wrapped in a perfectly wrapped yeah. heads. Yeah, <laughs> perfectly wrapped heads. Perfectly wrapped heads. I like that. Go. It's got to be perfectly wrapped heads. Uh, uh, Chris, you think you perfectly wrap a head? And, uh, <laughs> sure. I, I will go first. Um, I'm right there with a lot, and I'm at a three point five. This is a like not a great movie, but not a bad movie, and a fun movie. And it was kind of cool to see some of the practical effects that they pulled off in 1972. To be honest with you, like the stuff that is wrapped up and moving around is fun to watch. It's funny. But at the same time, really creative on how they did it. It was like really fun to watch. Um, the stories are good, except for the third one. I mean, the, the schizophrenia one. I, I don't know if it's just I've seen it so many times that I'm I'm burnt out on it. It just wasn't entertaining at all. It was probably one of the longer ones. Um, and then yeah, just a batshit crazy ending, which you can always hope for. It doesn't make any sense, but you know who cares with these types of movies? This is one of those ones. Uh, I don't want to put it in the so bad it's good category, but it's just like man, this is so old and fun to watch. It really reminded me of um, like Twilight, old Twilight Zone episodes and um, things like that. So I had a lot of fun with this, but yeah, I'm at a three point five. Go check it out. This is one to like dig up and check out. I think definitely, and I would say it's a cult film too if we ever get into that. But I would say it's a cult film. Uh, Mike, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Um, I don't know that I would put it on the same level as like an old Twilight Zone, only because like I feel like a lot of the Twilight Zone, the old Twilight Zone was talking about, like, there was always some other like commentary they were trying to make right. with each little thing. This one didn't have that really. No, it doesn't. Like there wasn't really a thing where I felt like, oh, it's making commentary on magic and government or, you know, or whatever. <laughs> voodoo. So, Definitely voodoo. He didn't pick up on it. Yeah, I just didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, there are some good stories in it. I do like. I do like the uh, magical uh, suit one. That's nice. Um, uh, the first one is okay. I mean, I think I, it's more the first. The first one, I think the the appeal of it is a little bit just kind of like the effects of it. Yeah. Like the story itself was kind of like I really didn't give a shit. Yeah. Um, it was just mediocre to me. Really, that middle story, you're right, the schizophrenic one is the worst one. And then the like the doll comes to life, and that's kind of like a so bad it's good moment. It's a mishmash of little tiny things that I like, but nothing that I really loved. That's the best way I can put yeah. it. Which is why I'm giving it, I guess, like just right down the fucking middle. I can't really go much higher than that. Makes sense. I like it. I like it. Chris! I'm going down the middle, too, with a 2.5. Um... Yeah, you know, there's nothing I can say that I, like, genuinely disliked about the film, but at the same time, like, there's some stories that caught my attention more than others, um, you know, and overall, like, at the end of it, I was like, man, really wasn't that memorable, you know? Uh, I, I, I don't know if I, I like anthologies, but, you know... I don't know. We just saw one like trilogy of terror mm -hmm. and now we're going to this and I see the sim similarities and, you know, kind of what they were doing at that point. Um, it, it was fascinating. I felt, I saw some parallels, I feel like to psycho, you know, in when yeah. I was watching this and I think they did do some creative things and I like the time period and this, the fashion that was going on and the design of the, the homes and the sets and the thing, the places, you know, that this took place. 
So it was fun to watch, but just overall, like at the end of it, kind of walked away not really caring that much. You know, I'm glad I saw it. I, I'm, you know, one time is enough though for me. So, two point five down the middle. Um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Kyle, uh, I'm gonna come in at a three on this one. I'm giving it. Uh, I was originally gonna come in probably around a two or two point five, but I realized. That this is one of those movies um, that is such a blast to talk about with people because of the amount of ridiculous shit that's in it. Um, If I was to say of any anthology film I've seen thus far, if any of them deserves the the So Bad It's Good nomenclature, this one would be it. Because um, there are some scenes that are just so fucking ridiculous that I I was laughing watching this movie i was like enjoying that although i'm gonna echo chris after the movie was done i i couldn't remember the title of this movie today when it was time to record <laughs> like that's how much it's it stuck, wow. stuck in my head like it just it wasn't super memorable but hopefully while, this episode well <laughs> <laughs> well in the moment of watching it i remember laughing uh, about it um yeah echo same thing you guys said like you know the and we can all agree schizophrenia stories are just kind of whatever they're not super impactful um i absolutely uh loved the 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 taylor story because i thought it was just probably the most creative probably the best written and most interesting of the bunch but yeah overall other than that it's a total middle of the road type film so yeah three though it is an extra half point because I had fun talking tonight. <laughs> Here's a cool thing, too, that we'll have to go down the list on. So this film is produced by a, a company called Amicus. Uh, and Amicus put out from the 1960s to the 1970s, they put out uh, quite a few of anthology films. So they put out uh, Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, which I love that name. Mm. Okay. Uh, Torture Garden, Tales from the Crypt, uh, The House That Dripped Blood, okay. The Vault of Horror, and Beyond the Grave. Nice. Oh. So they have a list of anthology films that they, they, they produced and did, and I would love to go through those. That's because... cool. That's like their niche. Yeah, I really want to yeah. see the Tales from the Crypt from the 70s. Yeah. I hear it's actually really fucking good. And I, I love this kick we're on with anthology films. I'll be honest with you. I've had a lot of fun with anthology films. Yeah, this wasn't so. planned. I, none of us had any idea this was an anthology going into it. So Yeah, that, that's nice. That's our show for this week, though, guys. Uh, but before we go, we do have a review to read. Who wants to read it? You Kyle. Do it. You would. Yeah, we've got a five-star review coming at us from the Reformed Baptist. Uh, title of the review says, Try the Cult Punch. Thank you for the hand pumps from Cody. Uh, his review says, This is a great show. Thanks, guys. I think Never Running Story has been your best episode yet. I had a lot of fun with that episode. Yeah, that, that was, was a fun episode. episode. That was I'll, a fun episode. We'd always re- we, don't, we don't always reflect on episodes, but I'll reflect back on that one for a second. Why I have your attention here, Reformed Baptist. It was a good episode. Okay. I feel like I feel like the episode well we just dropped well today was a really fucking good episode. Can I say something? You might think that this episode that we dropped today is the best episode we've ever done. If you do, leave us a review. Let Give us a shout out. Wait, which one did, which one did we drop segue. today? This would be the one you loved so much, Kyle. Yeah, I can't remember the name no, of the movie. House of the Devil. House yeah. of the Devil. No, no, I was talking about the one that's actually they're listening to right now. Oh shit, we're yeah, in the future. Yeah. We're in the future. I'm still in the past. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> so funny. So you yeah, know, think about that. Uh, guys, leave us a review on iTunes. We'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. And then when you're done with that, head over to coldfilminterview.com. Make sure you get in your requests for films for us to review. Uh, and then when you're done with that, pick up a t shirt. Just start supporting the team. Say, go team. I am Cold Film and Review. And just 
purchase a t-shirt. We'd really appreciate that. All right, so you can follow us on Instagram at Colt Film and Review. You can follow us on Twitter at Colt Film underscore Review. And then make sure you follow Kyle at... You can follow me on Instagram at Colt Film underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at... Colt Film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at... At Mike Solicio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram and Snapchat. That's our show for this week. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time. <laughs>